0: What's going on, guys? It is The Weekend Wire. This is one of many podcasts available here at the Culture. I appreciate you guys tuning in. It's the weekend. I hope your week went well. I hope you got uh, the new episode of the News Desk on Thursday to catch up on uh, relevant items as we are going to be doing a similar, similar thing today, folks. Uh, So, again, I hope you had a great week. I hope you are ready for the weekend. And uh, let's just dive into a couple of things. Uh, we are going to be talking uh, about the Bethesda-Microsoft merger and what that's brought forward so far. We're also going to be touching on uh, several little snippets of movie news. So I don't know how long this episode's going to be, but it should be filled full of information or news or both, uh, depending on how you look at it. Nevertheless, thank you guys again for tuning into the Weekend Wire here on the Culture Jack podcast. As always, please take a moment, uh, rank the podcast, which can be easily done on your uh, favorite podcast listening uh, platform there. So you just go to the top where you see our icon, click it, and it should ask for a review of some sort. It means a lot to us. And, uh, of course... Please like and share the content. Every podcast that we do, we're trying to build this thing up and uh, keep the momentum going. And we rely on you, the listener, the audience, the folks that are uh, out there giving us a shake. So let's uh, let's dive into some movie news out of the gate. Uh, let's see. Let me go back a little bit here. Looks like uh, Marvel's Ant-Man 3 gets a 2023 release on the theater listing the quantum mania so we'll see you know we'll see i i hope ant-man and i hope a lot of these movies that the mcu and dceu and it well pretty much everybody at this point uh continue the momentum on building these things out the cool part is uh there's so much news about movies uh wrapping production pre-production post-production mid-production uh it's exciting because we're I feel like we're finally getting the stuff that we missed in 2020 and then some, because obviously when they plan production, uh, for movies, there is a lot going on and it isn't just this film or that film. I mean, they plan the stuff out, uh, depending on the actors, depending on the directors, the production companies, the funding, everything for generally years to come and how they want to do certain things. And, uh, now we're going to start hopefully reaping some of the rewards with understanding what's coming out, when is it coming out, where are they at in production. So as I said, Ant-Man looks like it could be slated for 2023. We'll obviously uh, have to see kind of how that comes out here in the near future. Another show I've mentioned in the past. I'm so freaking excited to see what they what these folks do um, and uh, what direction they go. And that's HBO once again. So HBO is a regular here on the Culture Jack podcast because of what they produce. But House of the Dragon will start production in April. So we'll uh, we'll have to see. I am, again, I think Game of Thrones, number one, Game of Thrones was one of the biggest shows in the world, period. Uh, to do what their plans are or to, to get that ball rolling, I believe, is A of many critical component to uh, continue to create the relevancy of HBO Max. So if they get the Game of Thrones, this, uh, the House of Dragon going, and then they get some of the other things going, uh, and then they have the DC EU stuff going, and then they have the Watchmen and a lot of their other original content, I think that they can hold that number third, uh, you know, service provider spot for a long time. And possibly, I mean, if they build up enough momentum they especially with game of thrones i mean there's you never know where that could take him that could take him possibly into the number two spot at some point i don't know we'll have to see uh i think that the name is strong enough that it's definitely going to do a lot of good for hbo so again house of the dragon starts production in april and i'm sure once production starts as everything there is going to be a lot of assumptions made by everybody, to include myself and Dustin. There's also going to be a lot of stuff based around the casting, the directing, the locations, and anything that we can we can get and everybody else can get, they're going to take it happily and then report it back. So I'm excited to see uh, how this works out here. Uh, let's see, what else do we got going on? Um, this was something, I don't know if we ever mentioned it, or not, and I'll have to look this back up, but it looks like, so a few years ago, Johnny Depp and Forrest, Whist- uh, Forrest Whitaker had a movie about Noctorious B.I.G. or Biggie Smalls, and it was the investigation, and the movie was called City of Lies. Now, that movie, let me, let me look this up because I just read a brief article on it. Uh, that movie got, like, put on a back burner, and it was done, as far as I know, and it wasn't released. I know that there was other movies that had been released that were very similar. Uh, in fact, it was a pretty much the same story about the investigation of the Biggie small murder with Tupac and everything. Um, oh, here we go. So it looks like that is March 18th. Coming to theaters is what it's showing when I Google it. I believe. Uh, let's see. I'm, I'm not sure. Cause it's it's a very weird thing. Um, let me look at this. two days. Let's see what we got. Okay, so it says, yeah. So City of Lies, this is coming from Deadline.com. City of Lies trailer, Johnny Depp investigates Notorious B.I.G. and Tupac murders in long-shelved movie, now releasing on March 19th. Um, Yeah. But it doesn't say to where. Anyways, this thing's been sitting out there for a while, and... You know, I, I'm excited to see what they have going on. I, I'd watch the movie happily, and uh, I guess we'll have to see what's to come. Um, in other movie news, Michael B. Jordan. So Michael B. Jordan is, is uh, because of all of his work, you know, he he's one of the one of the top guys right now. I mean, you're, you're hearing him. He's in the uh, new Tom Clancy movie. Uh, he There's rumors that he may be playing a version of Superman. Which could be cool. Um, in a tidbit of other news that's coming and, and recently has come out is Michael B. Jordan will be directing Creed Three, which he plays obviously Apollo Creed's son in the I, I guess epic journey or extend extended journey of Rocky Balboa to some degree. Um, which is cool i mean if that's if he wants to direct and then act in it and do his thing i mean that's that's incredible i'm i'm excited to see what kind of comes of it and uh to see what he has in store what sly has in store and what story they want to tell so more power to him let's uh see let's just kind of see what what prevails here so um let's see I got to check something. Okay, so it's still a little bit out there. So if you guys follow Kevin Smith, as you know I do, I did an episode recently called Smoochie Boochie where I talk about Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. Well, a few days ago, Kevin Smith released this. says, on March 17th at 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, join us as I host the red carpet premiere of at Snyder Cut, a.k.a. Zack Snyder Justice League. See exclusive previews behind the scenes and interview with Zach himself about the fandom movement that resulted in a four-hour phenomenon on HBO Max. So he will be interviewing and sitting with Zach Snyder, which is cool. I mean, Kevin Smith is a uh not only is he a director, and we've talked about that in an actor and, and, and all of that, but the dude is like a cultural encyclopedia. Uh, and almost like a spokesman for uh, comics, comic book heroes, characters. He's got his podcast, Fat Man on Batman. I think they changed the name, but uh, the dude is just incredible when it comes to information. His his view, if you care for it, I, I like his view on things, uh, and he does an incredible job. So bring it on. So that's March 17th. Kevin Smith will be hosting uh, Zack Snyder to uh, discuss the phenomenon that is to come a day later which is of course the justice league itself so let me uh let me keep kind of scrolling here this one this one's got me kind of cited it uh, let's say awkwardly excited, awkwardly excited and you'll see why or you'll hear why here in a second so as a kid few western movies stood out to me as a as a product of the 80s and into the 90s yes i watched a bunch of Clint eastwood movies i loved those as a kid actually let me let me rephrase it i didn't love them as a kid i loved them as i got older as a kid i was like jesus these movies are so long um anyways moving into the 90s there was a couple of big westerns as a kid that i did love one being of course tombstone with uh Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp, and with what Sam Elliott was in it. Bill Paxton was in it. Uh, Val Kilmer was in it as Doc Holliday, uh, and then there was the other guy, right? Young Guns, and that had Kiefer Sutherland, Emilio Estevez, Lou Diamond Phillips, Christian Slater, and and many more. Well, Collider reports: Will Billy the Kid finally become Will William the Man? Young Guns Three. Emilio Estevez says the sequel is definitely in the works for Young Guns 3. So I would be excited to see. I hope they get some budget around it, and I hope they get some directors, and it isn't just a runoff of the old name to try to make some money. I hope it's not a cash grab, but I think that could be kind of cool to see what they they come up with as far as the story goes, how they want to tell it, because obviously this is, what, 25 years later or something? 20-something years later, and... Obviously, they're going to have to tell some type <laughs> some type of story uh, about what happened, and then if you remember the movie, well, I don't want to ruin it if you've never seen Young Guns, but uh, there's a couple of scenes that maybe tell a different story. Uh, so Young Guns 3, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see what else do we got on the books here. Uh, another pretty big news here, pretty big. Comicbook.com reports. That's a wrap on Batman. So the Batman director, Matt Reeves, celebrates last day of filming of the new Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson, of course. Highly anticipated film, Uh, the the commercials that I've seen, I am absolutely excited to see what Matt Reeves, what story is going to be told. Uh, And then they've got other supporting actors in there as well. And wow, if it's already done, I mean, could we see this? I know I believe the projection was for Christmas this year, so hopefully they can stick to that. So if it's done production right now, you know, who knows if they have to do some recuts or reshoots. But, you know, it's hopefully heading in heading into editing so we can see maybe a little bit more. That's that's one of the one of the many movies that I am extremely excited to see what's to come. Uh, with the character, the story, and everything else, uh, most—I believe it was my most recent weekend wire where I was talking about Joaquin Phoenix and the Joker portrayal. I mean, if they follow it up or they have a tie to that in some fashion, oh my goodness, they're gonna—they're gonna start something big. The boys at DC are gonna start something big. So we'll see. We'll see uh, what what happens. Obviously, we still have the Suicide Squad coming fairly soon. Here in the next uh well a few quite a few months away at this time but it's still coming the james gunn version which i'm also extremely excited for i'm excited for the movie of course but i'm also excited for the dc world to uh to get these movies i i feel like uh you know they did wonder woman justice they've done they've done a lot of good things they've done some goofy things and we've got the, the snyder cut justice league coming we got suicide squad coming now we got batman hopefully coming um and many others so we'll see we'll see what happens i'm i'm stoked for it and actually uh in fact what dc movie that is in production or post-production at this point are you most excited for drop a comment down below i'm interested to hear what your thoughts are as far as that goes um another tidbit as far as movies go uh guy Ritchie. if you if You're not familiar with Guy Ritchie. He has done, um, and in my opinion, is the king of British cinema. I mean, the guy, the dialogue, the characters that he's created with movies like Snatch, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, Rockarola, and many others, he has done very well um, in, in some regard. In some regard, the King Arthur movie was not a box office hit. He also did Aladdin. He did several other movies. But he does have a new movie called Wrath of Man. And uh, let's see. Looks like they're gearing up to set a release date, which is going to star Jason Statham. And if you're not familiar, Jason Statham has been in many of Mr. Guy Ritchie's movies. Excited to see what's to come with that. Huge Guy Ritchie fan. Uh, The Gentleman was one of his most recent releases with uh, Matthew McConaughey. I think Jeremy Piven was in it and a lot of other guys. Great movies. If you want a solid adult, uh, action, great dialogue, great cinematography, great story, uh, kind of gangster, check his check him out. He's got a he's got a nice uh, nice lineup of good solid movies. Uh, let's see, uh, let me see what else is going on here. I think that may cover the bulk of the movie news. I. i'm skimming through skimming through my notes yeah i think that i think that's gonna do it as far as movie news oh one last thing boss level so whoever said you only live once uh the boss level is on hulu now which is that crazy uh, it's kind of a crazy story i have to watch it i'm actually i'm going to watch that i forgot it was coming until uh Yesterday, when I was looking up uh, some additional movie news, and found that hey, this is supposedly out now, which uh, has Mel Gibson as the bad guy, and then the main character's name—his real name—is going to evade me. But, anyways, the guy like gets killed over and over and over and over and over in a sense where like he does things, and then he just starts like wanting to get out of this vicious cycle, and he has to do. He has to do something that uh, he has to build up to figure out in order to get out of the cycle of getting killed by these different characters and and all this stuff. It looks like a fun video, probably not the best, I would say, but it, it could be. It could be a fun, uh, it could be a fun action filled movie that's worth watching. Um, again, that's available on Hulu if you have if you have Hulu, of course. All right. Whew. A lot of, a lot of little movie tidbits there for you folks a lot of movie tidbits uh Dustin did mention in the the uh Thursday episode about Evil Dead and about how they're how they're uh creating what Evil Dead for and Bruce Campbell is gonna be so if you guys haven't seen the original Evil Dead You have to go back and watch it. It is a horror movie. It's a really extremely bloody. It's quite goofy, but there's a reason you have to watch it because if you don't know Bruce Campbell and where he came from watching evil dead one, two, and then watching army of darkness is a time well spent. If you love movies, you got to watch them. Um, The evil dead movies are okay. It's not really my, my, uh, My forte, not not really my taste. I'd seen him several times, especially as a teenager. But Army of Darkness, absolutely incredible. And that's where the spinoff of the the show that he did, I believe it was on Showtime, that's where that kind of came in. That's where the character came in because the Evil Dead original movies were pretty serious uh, to some degree, or were trying to be serious, I should say. (laughs) Because if you watch them now, they're probably not going to... I won't watch them now because I... I remember him and I want to keep that nostalgia, um, but more than likely, it'll still be fairly serious, maybe, maybe a little goofy to some degree. I don't know. Love Bruce Campbell. Love what he does. He's he's uh, done a great job kind of creating his own his own path. And uh, yeah. All right. Let's dive into some a uh, little bit of video game news uh let's see bethesda so there was rumors right let me let me let me catch this up a little bit right so bethesda everybody knew bethesda got purchased by uh microsoft which included arcane studios uh let's see what is it machine games Zenimax online bethesda id software tango game alpha dog and roundhouse studios Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit about what that means right now for us, because that's really the news. Anyways, there was a bunch of stuff online saying they're going to have this trailer and show everybody what's coming out. I could not find that uh, at all. The news that came out, there's a couple of different news things that did come out. One, which is incredible. So if you're a gamer and you want to know more about the acquisition and what it means to the teams, Microsoft and Bethesda did an incredible job. Um, a, an incredible job with kind of breaking stuff down. That's available at Microsoft's uh, YouTube page. You can watch it. And then they bring in the heads of each studio and they talk through what they've done, what they've done as far as creation goes, because it's not just about games with some of these companies. It's also about technology. It's also about the engines and the things that they've created through the years that support the games but it will also enhance and create a, a collaboration between not only these studios I mentioned here, but now all of those Microsoft studios that that's under their belt, which is huge. That part is so freaking exciting. And they'll also get to use some of the resources that Microsoft has in place. So that really gears us up to some exciting times and, and very exciting to see what's to come in the future from those guys. And how they can help others as well. So again, if uh the video is available on YouTube, go to Microsoft's uh YouTube page. You can find it there. It's the Bethesda, um, Bethesda Microsoft event. Very good. It's a long, it, it's very long. I was listening to it while I was plugging away at work, had to stop it several times and then went back and and, and kind of pushed through it. But uh very cool to hear these guys talk about uh the years of working together, the things that have happened. And also I believe it was Bethesda has a really good video of them building the company up as well, which is a separate video. Um, and they talk about where, where they started and where they're going and everything in between. Um, and, and them also doing these acquisitions and, and creating things such as, you know, starting the Zenimax online, um, company and then buying id software and doing this and doing that. it's pretty cool if you like that kind of stuff if you don't give a shit don't watch it right because that may not be your cup of tea You might just care what what games do we get what do we get out of this bethesda agreement well there's a couple of things first and foremost and they talk about this in the uh, in the interviews is it enhances the relationship between bethesda and the companies i mentioned and Microsoft they have been partners and it's really cool because Phil Spencer and uh, the, the panel that was there already talked about the relationship they all currently had previous to the merger and now with the merger in full force what does that mean well they instantly wanted to boost and they want to continue to build up Game Pass and I'm gonna hopefully I'll remember at the end of this because I want to talk a little bit more about Game Pass and what I believe they're they're working on here I think it's something quite a bit bigger afoot. Um, anyways, so what they're doing as of yesterday, I think it was, what, March 12th or March 11th, um, Bethesda Games and and the, the counterparts have released, and I'm going to go through this real quick. Let me switch over. Um, have released 20 iconic Bethesda and partnered games, which include, and this is all available. Oh, so, okay, so it was March 12th, all available with Xbox Game Pass. Okay, so Dishonored Definitive Edition, and that's available on console, PC, and cloud. And I'm thinking, I don't know why it doesn't say uh, Xbox on here because Xbox has a bunch on there, too. So I'm going to just stop saying the the end tag there. Uh, Dishonored 2, Doom, the 93 edition. Doom 2, Doom 3, Doom 64, Doom Eternal, Eternal. The Elder Scrolls 3, Morrowind. Elder Scrolls Oblivion. Elder Scrolls Skyrim Special Edition elder scrolls online and an interesting thing actually well let me keep going through the games because i want to touch on some of these games because there's some interesting information that i was just unaware of uh the evil within fallout 4 fallout 76 fallout new vegas prey rage 2 wolfenstein the new order wolfenstein the old blood and wolfenstein young blood these are all available right now with your xbox uh with your good old Xbox Game Pass. So you're going to want to make sure and check that out. So let me jump back here for a minute and talk about a couple of things here. Let's talk about a couple of things. So Doom is cool. Doom Eternal won a bunch of awards last year. So you're going to want to check that out if you're into FPSs, especially into just crazy fun stuff. Um, A couple of things to note that they did mention was these games have been enhanced, uh, quasi-enhanced for the new systems. And that they're working on additional modifiers uh, for these games and others that will come uh, that will increase the frames per second and will do a lot of different things, which is super exciting because if you can play some of these older games, if you play Morrow and Oblivion in Skyrim and they're, you know, the graphics may not be 90, 100% up to what today's standards are, but if they're 90% up because they they revamp it and they tool it correctly, that is absolutely incredible brings the life back to the games. And again, if you listen to the uh, the panel there, I think it was what Todd Howard had actually talked about that, like, you know, breathing new life into these games and allowing people that, you know, these games weren't available when they were, or these games weren't relevant when they were, uh, when some of the gamers were playing, which are more recent gamers. Now they can enjoy them with better graphics enhanced fps and much more so that's awesome another thing i did not know so i didn't understand i I didn't know that they were doing that and some of it's still in the works they said so that's awesome um what's also crazy to me was the uh, elder scrolls online i've never played it i've never attempted to play it um it's kind of a mmo style i guess uh more Really what it is is you're just playing Elder Scrolls Online, right? I mean, that's what it's literally called, Elder Scrolls Online. In fact, that is the main the main thing that ZeniMax uh, is focused on and has been focused on, and that is the biggest RPG in the world coming in with close to 20, what is it, 20 million active users, close to 20 million active users, and I guess they've got a bunch of plans for that and a couple of other online platforms as well. So if you were considering, like now, I, I'm i more considering it, even though I don't play games enough to probably warrant playing it, but I'm excited for that. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize it's the biggest RPG in the world right now. Um, And some of the stuff that they've done with that, I thought that was crazy. And they didn't really touch too much on uh, Fallout or Rage. Uh, You know, obviously the id Software stuff with Wolfenstein and, uh, doom and in and, in and pr- uh, rage and all of that they talked on more or less uh the focus was on the companies themselves what they've developed what they've brought forward some of the uh collaborations from the companies within so like uh like uh what, what was the name of it like Zenimax working with uh machine games and id software working with machine games and uh, this studio working with this studio not just for the game part but for the development for using tools that one uses and one doesn't in fact they even went into a conference that they had where they they had i guess every year and it was pretty cool because they talked about sharing all of this information back and forth and getting excited to see hey what's the new wolfenstein you're working then they give them a, a a test sample of what it could look like and the guys maybe that are working on starfield are blown away because it's like, wait, how did you get that technology? What are you doing different here? I like the portrayal. I like this. I like that. I thought that was absolutely amazing. So again, Bethesda is now uh, offering or has available over 20 games on your game pass via Xbox PC and, and wherever. Um, so check it out. I think that's, that's incredible. And I think the relationship could really, really evolve Uh, Microsoft and their gaming because of the IPs. I mean, with having IPs like Dishonored, Wolfenstein, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Doom, Starfield, The Evil Within and Prey, uh, and that doesn't include the Rage series and many others, it's like holy cow, that's that's some strong ground to be standing on with these IPs. Now, one concern that, of course, people came up with was uh, support and agreements, you know, and what that means is agreements with the competition which would be either nintendo or with uh, playstation and how these ips will interact and phil spencer discussed it and said you know if there's if there's contracted deals already in play we're going to fulfill those contracts that doesn't mean all these titles are going to go exclusive um we want to fulfill what was already happening we're not trying to to change things we want the players to be able to get what they want but what does that mean in the future no one knows i mean once those contracts are up or those obligations are over could we see a bunch of exclusive content i think we probably will and here's why i strongly believe that the model that microsoft is going for is they've been buying companies for years they want to make the best exclusive online gaming experience for everyone whether it's pc xbox your cell phone um and they do that under the subscription service, just like what Netflix has done, just like what Disney Plus is doing. And in order to do that, they have to have key gaming developers. It's the same same concept with uh, what Disney and, and Netflix are doing. They have to have production companies. They've got to have directors tied to them. They've got to produce top content to keep the numbers rolling in, right? To get people to convert over, from X to Y, or to be a new subscriber. And this to me is the line in the sand saying, yes, this is what we're doing. So I would guess within the next few years with this acquisition and, and, and others that are being rumored that we will see, you will see exclusivity to one, uh, one group as far as like Xbox goes or Microsoft and that will be it and then it'll be the same situation for sony and the same for nintendo i think the tough part's going to be um independent developers having to choose sides if they go that hardcore uh like like what we've seen in the movie industry to where this guy can only do this with that it's the same thing you know mentioned many times over with uh the MCU characters that were at, that were licensed to Netflix and then they got the license revoked or they pulled the license or whatever happened there and then they lose that granted they get the old stuff but now the new stuff so now if the MCU with Disney Plus re-releases the Punisher, Jessica Jones, uh Luke Cage, any of that IP it's on them now but they're going to be the exclusive provider of that content moving forward whether they recast it, redirect it, do movies whatever which means the consumer, maybe they love the Netflix stuff, maybe they never watched it, but now if they want to watch it, they have to go just to Disney Plus because it's the only platform that has it available. Same thing could be coming soon to the consoles. I think I, I think there's a high probability of that coming um, and happening. It does suck because, like I said, independent guys, I think it, they're going to suffer more than anyone else. And then, of clor- of course, the other thing that Xbox is doing or Microsoft is doing is opening the platforms because as we know, Netflix can be used on anything, right? Disney plus you can watch it on your computer, watch it on your T your smart TV, you can watch it on your cell phone, your iPad, your Android device. It doesn't matter. Like you can get that video content anywhere to where Xbox and Microsoft are still limited to PC Android platforms and, uh, um, Your Xbox to where they've got to still crack the nut of Mac and Apple to really, really push the uh, online presence, in my opinion, because of so many. There's so many iPhone users and there's so many Mac users that it's the only way that they're going to be able to uh, continue to be relevant in those spaces or else they'll never really peak. And they already are. They've already had several discussions. They said they are going to be moving toward it. It's just a matter of time and trying to figure out how do they create it because of the licensing differences and the arrangements that I guess uh, did not come to fruition between Apple, Mac and uh, Microsoft and Xbox. So, wow, that was a lot. I just ran through a shitload of information. Anyways, I'm stoked for this, guys. I I really am. I think this is super cool. I'm I'm patiently awaiting uh for microsoft and and these companies not just bethesda but all of these guys with these big ips to start releasing stuff and you can bet your ass that something has to be in the works and will will be following up in the months to come i guarantee something's going to be following up the uh uh purchase here that that just we were just undergoing because right now they're officially moved over to Microsoft or under Microsoft or however, however, that arrangement is as of now. And just porting this stuff over and putting it on all on the, uh, game pass. Cool. But what projects are coming? What do you guys got going? And you know, you know, uh, that that's going to happen here pretty darn quick. So all right, woo. Um, I had some additional things, but I think we're gonna wrap it right there, folks. I appreciate you guys listening to the Weekend Wire again. This is where we cover news. We got news coming to you on Thursdays. We got news coming to you on Sundays. We're trying to keep you up to speed on stuff like the Bethesda stuff, uh, any kind of uh, movie news. Uh, sometimes we touch on technology. Sometimes it's uh, social media stuff. Regardless, you can find it here on the Culture Jack. We appreciate you checking. out out the podcast mentioned in the beginning i'll mention it again please take a moment hit follow subscribe drop a comment drop a uh, uh drop a uh review on your uh whatever platform you're listening to which again can be easily done by just going to the top of the page where you see culture jack either clicking on the icon or clicking on uh, an item right right around the icon generally And to drop a review, give us some stars. It helps us grow. It helps us uh, get more attention and everything else. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you had an incredible weekend. Catch up with you guys tomorrow on Monday Madness. Here on the Culture Jacket.